a world where entertainment is randomly scattered across Wikipedia and no one can be sure of anything. Citation needed! Two men stand alone. They are Ben Graw, I'm Earth's last hope, and Garth Remington. Does it come with a pickle or is that extra? And word on the street is, they're gonna clean up Wikipedia. Yo, I heard word on the street is, they gonna clean up Wikipedia. And while they're fighting a tide of information, their fans are fighting tides of hot girls hitting on them. You listen to Wiki Review? That's hot. But sometimes you have to go off page to get the job done. I got the internet breathing down my neck because you're rogue hot shot rating system! This isn't a podcast. This is the Wiki Review. I just imagine it'd be very comical. It would for about 15 minutes and then it would get old. Oh, you could get away with stuff back then and it was like obvious that they were doing it. Welcome to Wiki Review. I'm Ben Graw. I'm Garth Remington. And on this episode, I thought, you know, we've done a lot of special things recently. We did our Black Mirror and the Adipotcher. And we've done all these- <laughs> What was that last one? I'm not going to say it again. Okay. But we've gotten into like a bunch of zany episodes as this podcast has gone on. But I want to kick it old school and pick a topic that old Wiki Review would have picked. Like back Ooh. when we first started. Oh, cool. Shit's getting real. So on this episode, we're doing the Wikipedia page for dog. (laughs) Yes! Oh, old school. See, back in the old day, we used to do things like paper and piggy bank and piggy bank. Yeah, we did cat, but we never did dog. I bet there are people out there still pissed off. Like, obviously, after cat, you're going to do dog. We're doing it. Like 50 episodes later, we're doing it. I think it's more than that. It's like 70 episodes later. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) How time flies. Oh, it does. So, yeah, I thought we'd just do it like we used to do and just kick back, talk about dogs for a while. I like this. We're going back to our roots, back to when we just picked some humongous broad subject because <laughs> we were too afraid to like go into a specific. I'm actually excited about this. Speaking of not getting specific though, like the picture that they have up here has like nine different breeds of dog. I suppose that if they put one on there, people would get annoyed. People would be confused. Like, well, it's got a golden retriever, but I own a Shih Tzu. Is that a dog as well? I don't know. I, it's not in the picture. Do you know the types of dogs that are up there? Because is that a golden retriever? For everyone, the picture kind of looks like like a canine Brady Bunch. It does a little, yeah. Here's the story of a pup that's a Labrador. <laughs> so that's, is that a Labrador? Is that Marsha Brady? Yeah. Oh, no, no. Actually, that's a Jack Russell. That's a Jack Russell? Oh, the parents were in the middle and the kids were on the sides. Yeah, so that... Okay. So let's do the girls first. Okay, Marcia so Marsha... is a Jack Russell. Marsha's a Jack Russell. Okay, what about Jan, the middle child? She's kind of... Is that a Scottish Terrier? I'm going to say a Scottish Terrier because I don't know what the hell it is. It's so fluffy you can't see its eyes. You're positive it can't see where it's going. Yeah. I bet it bumps into stuff all the time. And its hair's not even done nicely. It's a very good jam. I had a friend called Adam. He had a dog like that. He had two dogs like that when he was growing up. I remember because I went to go over to his place they would jump all over me because little dogs are like that. Because they're horrible aggressive things. 
Yeah, large dogs, you have to teach boundaries. But when it's a little dog, they ignore it so much that it sees no problem with like running up and jumping up on you. And also, that's how that species survived to this point. Big dogs can sort of just, like a cow, wander around and, you know, if you get in the way, like it doesn't really matter to it. But little dogs are like little people or like cats. They have to be vicious and aggressive. They got to bark really loud and constantly so that everyone's like, all right, dude, settle down. All right, I don't want any trouble. And I know this one, Cindy Brady, which is a beagle. Oh, it is a beagle, isn't it? Same friend Adam. He owns two beagles now. Are they better behaved? No, they're terribly behaved. I think I've talked about it on the podcast before. Oh, this is the ones that eat everything. The beagle had completely trashed his house. It had tore up his couch to the point that he had decided he's just not going to buy a new couch until they train the beagle. And it was about a year that they lived with just like a torn up mattress on the floor. It wasn't torn up when they put it on the floor, but... It's now torn up. All they had was a mattress. That's a sad existence. You're living like a crackhead. Anytime you'd put something down in his house, he would look at you and go, if you leave it there, it is gone. (laughs) It'll be spread all over my house. I have no responsibility for this. And he thought that the best solution to this was to get another dog. Yeah, if you double the trouble, surely that makes it go away, right? And that's what he ended up doing. Did it work? It hasn't seemed to at this stage. Is he still living on the mattress? Well, no, they've got a couch since because they managed to house train it, but now they're having some of the same problems with the other one. Uh... But the first Beagle is assisting in the house training. Oh, that's cool. He's calling him on stuff, so or she's calling him on stuff. All right, so... I can't remember the genders of the animals. It doesn't matter. They're, They're all Cindy. They're Cindy Brady eating his couch. Okay, so go up to Carol. Carol's the wife, right? Carol's the wife. Was she at the top or at the bottom? Well, she's at the top. Well, that's a golden retriever, isn't it? Oh, and how appropriate. Alice is a boxer dog. Doesn't that work out nicely? You know where Alice is. Yeah, in the middle, looking like a boxer dog. The one at the bottom that is, uh... What's Mr. Brady's name? Mike Brady. Mike Brady. What kind of dog is that? Because that's the dog I want when I'm retired. But I don't know what it's called. Is that a bloodhound? Like, imagine, like, a bloodhound that's like a corgi. A corgi bloodhound. A blorgy. It's not a corgi, but it's, you know what I mean? Like, it's a short little body with the droopiness. It yeah, looks it looks like, like droopy. droopy dog. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> He's happy. But yeah, that's the kind of dog I want when I'm retired. It'll sit on the porch with me. They're nice looking dogs. And then this one at the top, the... What's the... Uh, Greg. Greg Brady. I can't believe I'm nailing this whole Brady you bunch are... thing. I am legitimately impressed by your Brady Bunch ability. My mum had a dog like this called Billy. But yeah. for the life of me, I can't tell you what the breed of the dog is. It's all like fluffy and small. It looks like a teddy bear. It does. It looks like if a teddy bear came to life. Yeah. That's a pretty apt description. In fact, if that turned out to be just an actual stuffed teddy bear, I wouldn't be surprised. If someone said, oh, I don't know why this is in the dog's one. This is actually a teddy bear. Sorry, sorry, guys. I always assume anything that small is like a something terrier. Because why not, right? Otherwise, why would it exist? And then Peter, I want to say that's a chihuahua. It does look like a chihuahua. But it's like one of those fluffy ones. I assume that Legally Blonde had one. It's crossed with something, but it's definitely got chihuahua face going. Yeah, it's got evil intent in its eyes. Like, it looks like a tiny little rag, but it's looking at us like it's a wolf. I also had a chihuahua as a kid. Really? That was my childhood dog was a chihuahua. Is that horrible? I assume yeah, that's all right. Don't they just like bark and get under your feet? <laughs> yeah, she did do that a lot. <laughs> but I don't know. When you have a pet, you sort of bond with it anyway. So even if you have a horrible pet, you're like, yeah, but I love it. That's true. <laughs> uh, that's called Stockholm Syndrome. <laughs> like you made Adam with his dogs destroying it while he just sits there patting them. Like, I love it. So that's the annoying thing when dogs come up because that dog was the only one that I owned that was mine. A little chihuahua called Squiz. Oh, cool. When people bring up their childhood dogs, it's always something a bit more masculine. And then I'm like, I had a chihuahua. It's usually a Labrador named Scout or something like that. But yeah, you had a chihuahua. Yeah, and I ate too much and became like really fat. A 
fat chihuahua. And have you seen a fat chihuahua? It looks no. like someone stabbed four toothpicks into an Easter egg. <laughs> <laughs> an egg on chopsticks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and this bottom one, what's the youngest boy's name in the Brady Bunch? Bobby. Bobby. Yes, that's it. Now, Bobby is the cutest freaking dog. I think it's one of those dogs that gives you the rum in the snow, but it's black. Yeah, St. Bernard. Bernard. It is. It's a black St. Bernard. With a bum part. Mm. It's very fluffy and that's adorable, isn't it? Could it be one of those Japanese dogs? Uh, a Japanese dog? Are there Japanese dogs? They're Japanese dogs. What's a Japanese dog? Well, I assume they look like that. That's why I said it. Is a Shih Tzu a Japanese dog? That sounds kind of Japanese. It sounds pretty Japanese. <laughs> they have dogs, but yeah, usually they are little pug type dogs. I think pugs are Chinese, but they tend to have more compact dogs. Well, yeah, there's not a lot of room in Tokyo. Not if you want a dog. Unless you want it to just be the couch. You either go really big or you got to go miniature. Big enough that you can sleep on it. Are you a big dog person or a little dog person? I'm a medium dog person. I grew up uh, with Border Collies. So what's your height range? What's the tallest dog you would have? Well, I do like whatever we decided to call that bloodhound thing. I like a low rider. Like a knee sort of height? Yeah, I don't want them going above the waist with their head. Because Border Collies are... Yeah, they're, they're above the knee. I'm trying to think. Because some of them are bigger, some of them are smaller. But a German Shepherd's too big for me. That's a big dog. They're bred to be guard dogs. So if there's a chance that the dog doesn't like me, there's not really much I can do in that situation. Like, I know that I would quickly lose control. There'd just be a day you'd come over to my house, I'd just be sitting on the front step. You're like, what's going on? The dog owns the house now. <laughs> yeah, I would find that weird living with an animal, just knowing that if it snaps one day, you could just be dead. Like, I have a cat. There is no way my cat can kill me. <laughs> and it's tried. That's why they're cute, because they're so little and, like, ferocious and fluffy, but they're not going to kill you. And my cat's even particularly a wuss anyway. You have got a wussy cat. Yeah. He's scared of mice, so... <laughs> I've always grown up with dogs outside. I don't have dogs inside. What dogs did you have, Border Collies? Border Collies. Um, when I was very young, I believe we had a boxer dog. Uh, but I Like was Alice. Just like Alice, yeah. But I was too young to really remember that. I think we had a cat once. This is all like when I was, I want to say like three or four. And since then, it's just been multiple Border Collies at once. Uh, in fact, if you were to go to my mom's house right now, you'd find like three Border Collies. Well, you were farm people and farm people usually like having dogs. Yes. I wouldn't think with chicken farms, dogs would. Uh, it was for my mum and her sheep. Ah. So they're... Yeah, dogs and sheep go together real well. Yes, they're specifically border collies and, uh, you know, sheep dogs, as it were. And they did turn out to be good when the farm went free range because mm. at night we got to herd the chickens back in the shed and the dogs would help round up the chickens. And it was actually, they were really good at it. I do think there's something endearing, though, that your mum was a chicken farmer her whole life, but what she really wanted to do was be a sheep farmer. <laughs> I'm like, that's sweet. It's cute. <laughs> it is. Well, then my childhood was spent going to sheepdog trials. My older brother actually did sheepdog trials. Well, and so did my mum. Against the dogs? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my mum would cast my brother, get away around, and he sort of hoof it like, <laughs> come by. Uh, just imagine that'd be Chris, right? She's turning into a sheepdog. Yeah. Well, he's the one. He, picture it. He actually did it. So, like, yeah, that'd be the one. <laughs> Steady, get him into the into the gate. Yeah. She throws him a treat afterwards. <laughs> Pretty much. So yeah, uh, what would happen is like old uh, farmers who are sort of on their retirement stage would say, oh, you want a dog? I've got an old champion dog. Would you like this champion dog? Like a dog that was actually an award-winning sheepdog rounder upper up dog. And then she'd get it. It was like the retirement plan for that dog. And she'd then take it to competitions and she'd give it commands and it wouldn't listen because it knew she was wrong. <laughs> when the dog is better than the owner at doing the job, she's like, come by. And it just gives her a look like, shut up. You sit down. I'll handle this. <laughs> yeah. Stay 
stay over there and I'll handle this. I know what I'm doing. I've been doing this longer than you. I would love a dog that's done stuff. <laughs> Depends on what stuff. Like a guide dog? That'd I would be... like a retired guide dog. I think that'd be really cool. What about a retired police dog? That's where I was going with this. Like, because there's the attack ones. I don't know if I'd want one of those. I feel like they'd have the post-traumatic stress. They're not just like an animal, like we said before, that could just snap and kill you. They're a trained killer. That's like having a dude who just came back from Afghanistan in your house. I never thought of dog PTSD. Yeah, I don't want it snapping. Because <laughs> they're bred to be the biggest, scariest dogs there is. They're bred to attack people. They've had training in how to attack people. And then they've been put into a stressful situation, which is going to assist in them snapping. One day when you just like drop a pan on the floor, it sounds like a gun. Next thing you know, you've got a dog on your throat. Uh, he's never been the same since he saw all those puppies get murdered. <laughs> <laughs> they were only puppies. <laughs> In his head, he's just hearing, which is the sound of the saucepan. And he's just hearing, like, yeah, like the choppers when the Vietnam guys have the flashback. <laughs> Next thing you know, he wakes up as he's being pried from your throat. <laughs> Wouldn't mind one of them uh, drug sniffing dogs. They'd come in handy. <laughs> I think a seeing eye dog, do you reckon it would love having you? Because it would just look at you and be like, oh my God, you could see. <laughs> as harsh as it sounds yeah. they probably would be like oh he can do that alright I can take five I believe they probably really quickly unlearn a lot of the behaviour they have although I heard about a person had a failed CNI dog because they train lots of these dogs and they don't all make it because it's quite hard to be a CNI dog he just keeps walking into a wall <laughs> it's, it's not blind the dog's not blind no it's just stupid it's just stupid he just does that and the blind person is like being told what's the dog doing he's just walking into a wall well i could have done that myself <laughs> that'd be so adorable having this dog Dunk. that keeps walking to a wall and you just gotta pick him up and move and go, it's okay buddy you'll get it <laughs> you're getting there hey he goes up and he hits like the door frame hey almost had it that time buddy <laughs> you'll get it keep at it oh the poor little thing but no there was a person who had this dog it failed to make it as a guide dog but they teach dogs to open drawers and doors and things oh so this dog doesn't do what it's told, but it knows how to open drawers. So whenever it feels like opening a drawer, it just does it. It didn't gain the obedience, just the skill. It's like like in Star Wars when they teach him how to be a Jedi and then he goes to the dark side. Yeah. Yeah, like that, but it's a guide dog. <laughs> Oh, might want to lock the sex toy drawer then. Oh, you just find him chewing on a big old dildo. <laughs> That's not a bone. <laughs> just drops it at your feet. It's wiggling around. <laughs> You're like, mom, dad, I swear. Like he must've got it next door or something. <laughs> I don't know. That means like anytime it wants, it could go open your fridge. <laughs> Just get in there to what? Like, you got some fruit cups in there you're really looking forward to. You just come home, they're on the ground. He's got the jello all over his face. He's like, I was looking forward to that. He just gives you this look like it was delicious. I mean, I would want to get one that failed before the drawer opening classes. <laughs> Uh, I mean, I would hate to come home and just see my drawers open everywhere. 
<laughs> You've given it a skill, but it has no ability. I'd rather the other way around. I'd like the dog that has the temperament to be a guide dog, but yeah, is the one that just keeps walking into walls. That one sounds adorable. Yeah. I don't, don't you want to adopt that guy? I feel sorry for him. You are now its seen eye human. <laughs> like you take it for walks and you tell it when to stop and stuff and when it's safe to go. And it just relies on you to go everywhere because they're all taught lots of patience. Yeah, like, cause I'm a dumbass, And like, I've grown up with border collies that are just really excitable and everything they do, they're just like, are we going? Oh my God, are we going? Oh, are we going over here? They run ahead and then you take a turn. They're like, oh, we're not going that way. Okay, we're going over here now. And then if you like leave them, like they come up, you give them a pat and they're like, oh, cool. And then you stop patting them and they're like, what? You mean, is this, is this forever? Does this mean you're never going to pat me again? You're like, settle down, dude. <laughs> like, it's okay. See, that's what would bum me out about having a retired sheepdog is because they would still have a lot of energy. And I'd be like, dude, you're retired and you have way more energy than me. Like, I would have nothing for it to do. You just catch it like rounding up your video games or something. Like, I always remember it would bum me out having to take the dog for a walk. That's why I want a bloodhound type dog that just wants to sit on the porch. But the best dog we ever had, uh, Patch, really smart dog. Because it is older, it doesn't actually want to run around all the time. It's past that excitable stage. It just kind of wants to sit there. In fact, we had a dog, uh, Bully. He'd move, but you wouldn't see it happen. So every time you looked at him, he was just like laying on his side in the sun. But then you'd look back and he'd be gone. And then you look over and he's laying in the sun at another spot. <laughs> so it's this like dog that just magically teleports. I remember there was this guy who used to live next door to my cousin and he had a black Labrador and he trained it to hold its own leash. <laughs> so it still have the leash on, but it would walk around holding the leash in its mouth. Why? Because he had to have a leash on the dog. Oh, the law says you have to have a leash on the dog, but nowhere does the law say that you have to hold the leash. I don't know. Maybe you had him on a technicality. I just remember seeing him walk around with the dog holding its own leash. But that is good for the dog too, because if it's dragging the leash, it can get caught and hurt itself. It also might be a psychological thing with the dog that he's trained the dog that it believes that the leash has some sort of magical powers that restrict it from doing things. I like the elephants with the stake in the ground. Like it has to behave. It's on a leash. Like, oh, I'm taking myself for a walk. Better behave. He's had the dog so long he's got a Pavlov's dog thing going <laughs> with it. Which I assume that's easy with dogs because that's why the test was done with that. Specifically Pavlo's. If you were Pavlo, those dogs were all on that. Have you ever trained animals to do stuff? I haven't personally, but I've been around my mum when she's trained sheepdogs to sheepdog. When I first got my dog Squiz, I tried for probably a week to train her. You tried to train a chihuahua? Yes. How does that work? It didn't work. That dog never did anything that I said <laughs> once. Of course it didn't. I want to be very firm on this. That's not your fault. I don't mm. think chihuahuas can be trained to do anything. Like what they do is what they do. That's it. You've seen the gamut of what they're capable of. That yapping and jumping at you. That's what they can do. If you told them, hey, yap and jump at me, they would obey. My dad only trained the dog to do two things. Not to shit in the house and not to piss in the house. And he was good with that. He managed to do that effectively. Oh, that is good. I find that dogs generally like to be on grass to do that anyways. It just feels nicer. Like taking a crap at home, just a little more comfortable. You don't want to in a public toilet because it's kind of gross. I feel that's what it's like. They get like some grass on their toes and like, ah, now I can really, you know, take my time, let it go. It's comfy. Well, well, that was the same with my cat, Hush. There wasn't really a toilet training procedure involved. After we fed him, Shannon just put him near his litter box and he instantly walked in there, did his business, and he's just done it ever since. That is really lucky. I like the idea of you going like, oh, thank God the cat knows to do that. We were screwed otherwise. Yeah, we had this whole plan. 
it's like, oh, it's done. Oh. I watched a two-hour YouTube video for this. <laughs> and yeah, we've never had any problems with him. I mean, other than when he was sick, but mm. apart from that, no. Never house-trained an animal because never had to let it in the house. Yeah, that's never come up for me. Yeah, well, I've never owned an animal that's like taller than your shin. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, those kind of need to be inside. Otherwise, cats will eat them. <laughs> Apparently, there's been a law passed in Perth recently that all cats have to stay inside. Oh. So if your cat goes outside, you can get a fine or your Aww. cat taken off you. Poor cats. They like to be outside. That's what they do. Oh, yeah. Cats love to be outside. You ever tried to keep one inside? They I was, whinge. Well, I was going to say, like, have you ever tried to keep one inside? You can't. Like, They're escape artists. A lot of people are, like, getting fines just because they can't stop their cat. Like, pleading with their cat. Like, I'm running out of money. I can't afford to feed you if you keep leaving. I hear the arguments with cats. Cat owners say, like, oh, I couldn't imagine my cat doing that stuff. And uh-huh. everyone else going, like, no, no, they're actually doing a lot of damage. You don't know your cat at all. But on the other hand, I've seen my cat be scared of a mouse. Yeah, and, like, run away from birds. He- Everything that they say that cats do, your cat is dead scared of. There was a bush turkey that came up to him. <laughs> and it pecked him on the head. And he's actually missing, like, a little bit of fur Aww. where it pecked him. Out of all the birds, that's one I'd say is pretty scary to a cat. Any it's cat. bigger than him. And they've got a lot of perseverance. We have them around my house. And they'll give you a look, like, are you going to move, buddy? Because it just came around the corner and he was just, like, froze, like, what the fuck? And it just walked up, pecked him, and he ran like a motherfucker. <laughs> I'm done. I'm out. <laughs> Game over, man. Game over. And, yeah, so he hasn't wanted to go outside for a little while since, like, he scuffed with the turkey. Aww. You can pass the law just because the cat doesn't want to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bush turkeys are picking on my cat. Keep them inside. So they got lots of, like weird terms on the actual page like terminology ah, terms ah, terms terminology that's where that word comes from yeah but then their taxonomy their origins taxonomy These... I'm interested to know what that turns out to be is that taxidermy well that can't be taxidermy because I thought taxonomy was like what species they were or something oh that makes sense because terminology taxonomy and origins all sound the same I guess terminology could be the so I thought taxonomy was like the economy of tax and I'm like that can't be right yeah how it applies to dogs yeah like when dogs have to to do their tax returns because they use dog dollars instead of cat bucks. Well, it says in 1758, the Swedish botanist. Is that a... Yeah, botanist and zoologist. Oh, botanist and zoologist. So he did two things, plants and animals. Carl Linganus published in his Systema Natura, the binomial nomenclature. Or the two-word naming of species. Canis is the Latin word meaning dog, which you all know about canine. Oh, like Canis Ludingo. So that's a dingo. Yeah. So what this basically means is there's this Swedish guy named Carl and he's the reason everything has those stupid Latin names. People go, oh, that dog. You mean the canine Majorigus? And you're like, shut up, dickhead. Latin's dead, all right? Roman Empire fell. Get over yourself. 1758. Why would you bring Latin back then? Who does that? Though it does say that that canine lupus dingo is not just any ordinary dingo. It's the New Guinea singing dingo. Does New Guinea have dingoes? The New Guinea singing? Yeah, it looks I'm like a dingo. I might see if I can get the headphones to work for this, actually. Yeah. It just howls in two different tones. That's all it does. Because I know that dingoes don't bark. They just sort of go... It's like they're trying to bark, but they haven't quite figured it out yet. It is kind of singing, which is nice. But, you know, I mean, wolves howl. Do wolves bark? No, I think wolves just howl. I think they can growl and howl. Growl and howl. But not bark. I think bark is a domestic dog thing. Ah. I don't think wild dogs bark. The South African uh, hunting dogs, they bark and they hunt. If it's hunting, then it's domesticated. No, no, no. They're called the wild dogs and they hunt. Did they used to be domestic? No, never. If you look at them, you're like, that's a dog. It looks more like a hyena, but it's a dog in South Africa. Well, hyenas bark, don't they? Or do they just (laughs) cackle? 
Or is that oh. just like cartoons? Well, not like that, but... That's <laughs> you like, sounded very cartoony. I've always wanted a hyena, like, to laugh at my jokes all the time. I just imagine it'd be very comical. It would for about 15 minutes, and then it would get old. That's probably true. And then you're stuck with a hyena in your house. <laughs> oh, in Iraq, I think it is, there's protests going on. You have there's, like, protests everywhere. Mm-hmm. And so the cops got their attack dogs to unleash on the protesters. So the protesters got their attack lion to counterattack the dogs. They had an attack lion? Well, they had a lion, I assume it attacks. Because lion trumps dog every time. If you're a dog, you sort of go, well, this is clearly not my fight. I mean, how many dogs do you have to have before it beats a lion? I think you'd say, sick him, boy. The dog would just look at you like, no, <laughs> no, I'm not. Come on, there's 30 of you. You can take a lion. And they'd all just sort of look at each other and look back at you and go, this sounds like a you problem. And then the dogs just gang up and attack you, like to show <laughs> the lion that they're cool. We're part of your pack now. You're yeah. the leader. Hey, you can eat him. We just killed him for you. Do you know what's weird? though, is you would think that a dog could beat a cat in a fight, but a lion could beat a wolf in a fight. Oh, that's interesting. When they're down to the miniature household versions, dog's stronger than cat, but as soon as they mm. get up to the big wild versions, mm. lion's way stronger than a wolf. I think that's to do with usefulness. Like, to keep a cat in our vicinity, they had to shrink it way down before it was, like, not too dangerous to have near us. Mm. I think we've covered this before. Cat's evolutionary path is different to dogs, mm. so they have their own wild streak and they live for a different reason. Whereas dogs are a part of our pack. I'd put a wolf pack would beat a lion. You know, lions also hunt in packs. That's true. It's a pride, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, a group of lions will beat a group of wolves, but they do fight differently because lions, like they stalk and you won't see them. Whereas a wolf pack just kind of just runs up and circles you and then just like, well, what are you going to do about it, buddy? And they kind of push you a little bit. Like, keep away, keep away. And then they eat you. Whereas a lion, you're like, I think there's a lion in front of me and then right from behind you you get eaten. (laughs) Yeah, lions tend to split up and the wolves would stick together. So the wolves would all come in and circle one but there (gasps) would be like a couple of others that would just pounce out of nowhere and fuck the wolves up from behind. I love that idea because it's very Lion King and that like the wolves all suddenly circle this one lion and they're all like cocky like hey buddy, yeah, I'm not so tough without your friends, are you? And then the lion just like stands there while they all close in closer, all getting all like more macho and more arrogant and suddenly the lion's just like (laughs) why is he laughing boss I don't know what's going on and then suddenly out of nowhere like 10 lions just like gulp them all in one bite and you see they would all be the female lions too because the male lion just hangs back and so even if the wolves can overpower the female lions the male lions is going to walk in and go hey man I'm fresh to the fight I'm not (laughs) even tired yet (laughs) am I being tagged in I just woke up for this now I'm oh my god a grumpy cat oh you don't want to fight a grumpy cat that's like four times your body mass cats are really hard to read their emotions too my cat can just be laying here and it just wants you to pat it and it's enjoying its pats and it loves it and then all of a sudden no it doesn't want that and it bites you now imagine that's 10 times your size uh, he would have ripped my arm off like several times by now exactly because first they'd rip your arm off if you didn't pat them mm. then they'd rip your arm off for patting them <laughs> There's no winning. Yeah, that is the thing with cats. If you pat them too much, they bite you. If you pat them not enough, they bite you. People love them though. (laughs) Oh, he's adorable. It's so adorable. Look, he's trying to whip my finger off. (laughs) I still look at him and go, I know I can take him. (laughs) 
<laughs> and that's what I like in a pet. I like a pet that I know that if it came down to it, I could take it in a fight. Yeah, well, because anything that's an attack, anything, is not a pet. It's a weapon. And it's a weapon you need to know how to use or it's going to, like, backfire on you. I've always thought the weirdest pet to have is a snake. Well, that's not a pet. That's just a predator in your house. That Hopefully, it won't figure out how to leave the fish tank. <laughs> Especially when it's, like, one of those, like, massively long ones. It's that could, like, like, wrap around you and crush you in your sleep. And it just sits in the fish tank, pressed up against the glass because it's got nowhere to go. If it yawns, it'll break that thing. Because you're essentially, yeah, putting a predator in your house and just challenging it to figure out how to eat you. It's essentially a snake escape room <laughs> with a treat at the end being your tasty human flesh. It always creeps me out when people have pet snakes and it wraps around them and like, oh, he's giving me a hug. And it's like, oh, dude, one day he's just going to break every bone in your body. <laughs> he's not giving you a hug. He's fixing to eat you. You know when you grab a sandwich with two hands and you hold it like firm, like, oh, I'm going to enjoy this, like a burger? You're the burger. It doesn't have hands. It just has bone-crushing muscles. Because that's messed up that it sort of sizes you up first to be like, eh, can I eat this guy? I'm not hungry now. I'll save him for later. Though I reckon if you have a pet snake, you don't have to lock your doors. You just have the snake. Especially if it, like, sleeps in bed with you. First off, don't sleep in bed with it. That's stupid. <laughs> but you did give me the image of, like, in case of emergency, break glass. Yeah. Like, a burglar comes in, you come out, and you've got this, like, tiny little hammer. Mm. He's like, what are you gonna do with that? I got a knife. And you just, like, gently, casually tap the glass, and the snake pours out. I'm not robbing this house now. There's a snake there. I don't care if I've got a fully loaded AK-47. If someone throws a snake at me, they win the fight. I forfeit. A snake's a very hard thing to shoot. <laughs> I know. It's perfectly designed to, like, dodge bullets. <laughs> you know, when people shoot targets, targets tend to be, like, round. They have a circumference. A snake is just a line. And some parts of the snake that you hit won't kill it. It will just make it angry. It's just going to get worse for you. Now you've got a snake bleeding on you. That would be the best thing, though. Like, you're getting robbed to walk out with a snake draped over you and gone, can I help you guys? <laughs> oh, if you could have a snake that actually I did you bidding, this snake's wrapped around your arm and sort of, like, coiled like it's a sword. May I help you? Stab! Or it's just coiled like a spring ready to pounce at you. If you could have any animal that would be loyal to you, the best animal is a bear. The bear beats the lion in a fight. I think bear beats most things. Yeah, there was a thing where it does, doesn't it? I mean, what honestly really beats a bear? And nothing beats a bear easily. It would be like neck and neck with a lot of things. Yeah, there's not a lot of things out there that could take a bear. Because of how bears fight, a lion gets its skull crushed by it, which turns out lions have really thin skulls. Yeah, bears love crushing skulls. And that's what they do. They put their hands on top of a skull and they push down with their huge weight. Meanwhile, the rest of them is a very tough hide. You could bite a bear on the ass and it doesn't care. And that's where lions love to bite. Probably the only animals that could take out a bear would be things like an elephant, a hippo, or a rhino. Well, this is what I was going to say. Vegetarian animals or herbivores for the animalists out there. Animals that could kill them, but don't really have a want to. Like, it's not really in their interest. A lion or a buffalo could take a bear if it had proper need to, <laughs> but they don't really want to. Like, I'm going to eat grass. What, he's over there? Well, I'll just go eat grass over here then. What's your problem? Do bears eat meat? Yes, they do. They do. Yeah, honey's just the cartoons. <laughs> yeah, you can see my brain ticking over. Because <laughs> I know they eat honey. No, they don't. Well, they, they don't. No, that's Winnie the Pooh. Well, they probably do. Honey and picnic baskets. That's all I know. <laughs> <laughs> they have this cute little hat. They always wear either a tie or a little shirt, but they never wear pants because bears don't wear pants. 
I can't think of a fictional bear that did. Yeah, and it would ruin it. Or they might wear a nice Wellington raincoat. Yeah, that's obscure. They tried remaking that and that didn't work. It was so obscure. I liked Paddington Bear growing up. I had gumboots just like his. What about Rupert? Do you remember Rupert? No, I don't remember him, but I'm aware of him. I think you may have even told me. It's the only reason I know Rupert <laughs> exists because you said Rupert. I remember he had a TV show that I watched when I was a kid, but he wasn't that memorable. Not a memorable enough that they've decided to reboot him. Not a famous enough bear. Was he a bear or a teddy bear? He was a bear because he lived in like a bear world. He had bear parents. There's the Berenstain Bears. There is the Berenstain Bears. Mama Bear, Pup Bear, Sister Bear 2 or something like that. Though they're more famous for the Mandela effect at the moment. Some people remember it as Berenstain. Others remember it as Berenstein. Others remember it as Berenstein. What's the correct one? I think it's Berenstain. I think there's a Mandela movie. I've heard about this too. Yes. My brother was telling me today. But I want to know, is that just a joke? Like, because they'll tell people there's a Mandela effect movie and then you'll think there's a Mandela effect movie but then it'll turn out there won't be which is a total Mandela effect like everyone will be walking around like no I swear there's a Mandela effect movie that would be great to do all the trailers and do up a bunch of posters and then just get rid of all of it and you pay all the actors to deny that they were ever in the movie and everyone's like but we remembered seeing the trailer what was the trailer for the Mandela effect and what is the Mandela effect it's when people live in a different universe and the realities ah crap you got us I did hear about it but I hope to God that's the truth. <laughs> I hope it's a joke and we've cracked it. I mean, when I heard that they were making that, it was the same feeling I got when I heard they were making the Emoji movie. Why? I got that with Angry Birds. And Angry Birds 2, I believe they're making. Or made. I think that's already out, yeah. They're working on three. Three, four, and five are in the works right now. Okay, Angry Birds is easier to make because they all have little personalities. But the Emoji movie. What, this guy's always happy? Well, no, it was about a character called Meh. Meh. So he was always Meh. But he wanted to be more than Meh. This sounds like a fake movie in the Simpsons. It was voiced by TJ Miller. Oh yeah, that clown faced piece of shit. All right, well, I'm glad that I didn't see it because that just would have pissed me off. Yeah, yeah, it was not a great movie. Yeah, he wouldn't have made it any better. I've mentioned my uh, disdain for that man. (laughs) I think everyone has disdain for him. He seems to be quite comfortable with it though, which if I was receiving his paycheck, I would be too. I'd be like, hey, I'm that guy you hate. It makes me wonder, how does he keep getting into movies then if everybody hates him? Because I can't get into movies and nobody hates me yet. Well, you see, clearly, they need a guy that people hate. How do you think Jeremy Irons keeps rocking up to things? (laughs) He's just evil. He's probably never done anything bad in his life. But when he talks, don't you just shudder like, oh, I think something bad and ominous is happening. I feel like Scar's about to get me. (laughs) Oh, what's your favorite dog throughout fiction? Oh, my favorite fictional dog. We'll start general and we'll work our way through the different groups. Oh, wait, they got in art here. So, Oh, Oh, that's, that's probably not what we want. These are just pictures of dogs in like famous art. List of fictional dogs. List of fictional dogs. Here we go. Let's see what we've got here. Songs. List of fictional dogs in animation. List of fictional dogs in animated television. Animated film. There's a bunch of songs. There was Atomic Dog. I don't know who that is. Well, it was George Clinton. Yeah, Parliament of Funkadelic. Of course it's an Atomic Dog. How now, Star Dog? Woo! I imagine that's how the song went. They've got I Love My Dog by Cat Stevens in here. So the dog from that song, does that count? You change your name to Cat Stevens to talk about how you love your dog. I want you to take a long, hard look at your life, sir. I thought Scooby-Doo was a good dog. That was a good dog. I mean, he was a scaredy cat, but he was likable. I think him and Shaggy were like, that's totally a dude and his dog. They were on the same level. They both just wanted to hang out, eat some stuff, and run away from scary things. Scooby 
Ruby clearly did like Shaggy more than the others. I always and assume- And vice versa. Yeah, I assume that he was Shaggy's dog. Everyone else is trying to solve a mystery and he's just like, yeah, I want to take the dog for a walk, you know? Uh, I can't even see any dogs that- Well, this is all songs. Why would I know a song? Video games. Oh, that's uh-huh. just sad. Click television, yeah. Oh, uh, there we go. That's live action. Well, that's going to be like Lassie and Rin Tin Tin and stuff. Well, let's do animated. And the littlest hobo. I did like Droopy as a kid. I'm happy. Like I'll say probably several times throughout mm. this episode. He was cool. I remember him in Who Framed Roger Rabbit because he had his line in there going down. <laughs> yeah. Because he was doing the elevator. That was a good movie. That was. It's one of those early uh, animation when they actually had to paint the cartoon characters into the film. Oh, that would have been horrible. They had Blitzer the sheepdog from Shaun the Sheep, which is the Wallace and Gromit thing. The dog's name's Blitzer? No. Oh, no, no. I'm thinking of Gromit. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. The, there was also a dog in Wallace and Gromit. Gromit was one. Gromit was the other one. <laughs> yeah, he was all right. He was kind of like a eye-rolly dog who didn't say anything. Yeah, he was the guy who got stuff done. Odie. Now there's a good dog. Odie was good. Odie from Garfield. Garfield was nice and sarcastic and Odie was just happy. Yeah, didn't Garfield used to always beat up Odie though? And Odie would just take it with a smile on his face. Yeah, who doesn't like a friend like that? <laughs> I was actually going through some old cartoons that I found on this website. It was basically a website that had a list of every old cartoon on there. And I found one that was called The Three Stooges Show. A cartoon. A cartoon. And it's voiced by the actual actors who played the Three Stooges. And for some reason, in a lot of the episodes, they're fighting a bear. In a lot of episodes, they fight a bear. Yeah, more than you would think. And it's not always the same bear, but they always seem to be like rangers somewhere. This isn't like Yogi Bear from the ranger's perspective, is it? I was going to say that, of course, they went to a cartoon because then it allowed them to do the violence they couldn't do in real life. Mm. So obviously, at the time, the scariest thing they could think of was, well, fight a bear. But between the cartoons, they would actually get segments from the old Three Stooges show. Oh, so there'd be a cartoon, then the Three Stooges. It was awesome. It would go to like a shot at their feet and you would hear it go, okay, kids, now let's get ready to see the next cartoon. Like it would clearly go to a shot that doesn't have their mouth in it. Ah. So they did the voiceover like years later and just chucked it over an old bit. (laughs) Like they didn't even have to be there for it. Oh, you could get away with stuff back then. And it was like obvious that they were doing it. (laughs) Uh, Kids were much stupider back then. And you could also hear that like Mo had gotten a bit old because his voice sounded a lot older. Uh, That's what you get for beating up two people your entire life. (laughs) But I love the shtick that the three stooges do where it's not just beating up each other. First, they place each other in position. Could you imagine me like grabbing you and go, I'll tell you what, stand like this and put your head like this. And then I just like smack you on the face and you stand there while I do it the whole time because I know there's like I'd grab your arm and put it up like to make a fist you'd be like get off me don't touch me what's wrong with you fuck off and, and I, I could like make you make a fist in front of your face and bop your elbow and you punch yourself mm. in the face and your revenge would be to turn around to me and do something equally as convoluted and I gotta play along with you and it's this weird game of slapstick chess I hit the top of your fist and it swirls around like a windmill and hits you in the back of the head that's missing from comedy these days because that's the funny part to me not the fact that they're getting hit by each other the fact that this guy stands here and lets this guy who's gonna hit him place him in the ideal position to be hit and then after that that guy has done that to him he then lets him do it back (laughs) no one in this circumstance has any idea that they're about to get hurt oh okay so you're moving me now maybe I'll end up with flowers at the end who knows I'll just have to play along to find out (laughs) and they're always so surprised when they get hit they're like oh my god I just punched myself 
in the face. I never saw it coming. It's like you balled a fist up in front of your own face and stood there. How many times has that guy put your hand into a fist and something good happened? How many times has that guy touched you and something good happened? Generally, he either hits you or sets you up so you hit you. Three Stooges are genius. You could take a lot from them these days. Good old fashioned violence. It's funny because they're getting hurt and they're getting upset about it. No, I think my favorite cartoon dog would have to be Dog from Foot Rock Flats. Yes, I do know that one. From the comic strip, um, I was a big fan growing up because I had Border Collies and that dog in Foot Rock Flats is the perfect quintessential Border Collie. Every face it has looks like a Border Collie looks. I'd see my dogs make these expressions at me. Wasn't he the Dark Avenger or something as well? The Iron Paw. Yeah, uh, something like that. The Grey Ghost, the Scarlet Pimpernels. He had a lot of different names because he didn't want to be called his name. It kind of reminds reminded me of that whole Kelvin and Hobbes things when Kelvin would be like Spaceman Spiff (laughs) and it was just sort of happening in his imagination. Same with the dog's imagination. Exactly. And the dog had all these little adventures and stuff but that's what Border Collies look and act like. It was really well done and I I liked that growing up. And plus it was on a farm. There's not a lot of comics where I read it and and then I go do it. I think if I had to pick my favourite cat it would be from Foot Rot Flats. Oh, horse. Yeah, horse. Horse was an amazing cat. Which I had a friend who had a cat like that. (laughs) Which you think, no, that's not possible. No, that was a real cat they actually put in some of the comic books um, that you could buy he had a picture of the cat that horse is based on and you know it is a cat but it's a big freaking feral cat that just comes in and does what it wants no one would fuck with horse ever like fuck the bear the bear would lose to horse that's right horse is the winner and always won and everyone was getting even pig dogs lost <laughs> to this cat which is brilliant what I like about it too is it's the first introduction you get to the concept of a male's cat cats are generally a pretty feminine thing it's a girly it's cute it's fluffy horses for guys solely and only and I had a mate who had a cat like that that he didn't have a pet he just had a home invasion <laughs> every day this cat just decided I'm in your house now get out of my way sometimes he'd rock up just completely covered in scratches and stuff from where he'd been fighting like the guy who's just been like shot strolls into the house he's like oh, oh my god oh I just bashed like 27 other cats oh my god give me a beer feed me now <laughs> okay even when he's wounded he's dangerous <laughs> sometimes more so yeah he's surly. What about Brain from Inspector Gadget? With the collar that was like a communication to Penny. Because he could talk, sorta. Was he only able to talk to Penny? Or was he I like a- I think Penny could really understand him. He was kind of like that Scooby-Doo like, raw, 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 raw. but better than that. Yeah, I don't remember what he sounded like, so that's, yeah. that's just fine to me. That's, that's agreeable. He understood English, I remember that. Well, his collar had like, you know, two earplugs that went up to his ears and like a mouth one too, so he could make noise. But he was very capable. And he had to do all the dangerous stuff. Penny just came up with ideas. Inspector Gadget just kind of stuffed things up and Brain actually did everything. He was the actions man. I don't know why they call him the Brain. Yeah. He was clearly the face or the action. The behind the scenes ninja. And then you got not much lower on the list. Brian. Uh, from Family Guy. Yeah, from Family Guy, obviously, yeah. He would probably be one of the more famous ones on the list. At the moment, he is one of the most famous. I think he's just relatable as a man. He's a guy, he can talk about literature. He has like really refined taste, but he still chases a car when it goes past and he can't help it. As soon as I found out that Brian's voice was just Seth MacFarlane's voice and he wasn't putting on a voice that character made so much more sense to me it it's is. just like this is you you made yourself the dog and I remember in an interview I saw with Seth MacFarlane people asked him like how much is Brian based on me like well it's not totally me but I'll tell you this when I switched from drinking martinis to drinking Jack Daniels so did Brian <laughs> and it made me think back to the episodes because he used to always have a martini and then one day I saw him with a bottle of Jack I'm like are they doing a, like a plug or something no Seth just started drinking Jack <laughs> so now Brian does. So I assume that Brian is just literally him. It's just him being him in the show. And I get that. Duality 
of man is best described through an intelligent dog. You can have an intelligent discussion, but you're still gonna like bark at things and we can't help it. I relate to Brian is what I'm getting at. Do you remember that Noddy had a dog? Noddy had a dog? It was called Bumpy. I don't remember that, no. I don't remember that either, but apparently it's on here. Uh, maybe it's like one episode or something. It was Noddy's companion. Yeah. I don't remember very little about that show other than it's like the man in the red and yellow car. Noddy, Noddy. It sort of falls into that same place as like Postman Pat. Postman Pat, Postman Pat, Postman Pat, and his black and white cat. I remember Cheers Big Ears. Cheers Big Ears. Yeah, because Big Ears was a character on there and he would on go, Noddy. Cheers Big Ears. Yeah, on Noddy. And they used to sleep in a bed together and that's why they had to stop making Noddy. Oh, really? It wasn't like they were gay, but they were probably gay. <laughs> to be fair, they do act pretty gay. I mean, most cartoon characters back then did. They're elves, right? Mm. Noddy's an elf. Like, elves are like the gayest of the uh, the mythical creatures. Definitely more than a minotaur. Like, with the exception... <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Although, like, you know, like, they're just more like a bear. Yeah, that's true. They're a bull, not a bear. A power top, I think, is the terminology. Whereas Noddy is like... I think they refer to as a twink. <laughs> with the exception of Lord of the Rings elves, I assume all elves are gay. And I thought he, the ones in Lord of the Rings were pretty gay. Well, yeah, well, Orlando Bloom was pretty gay. But he's a CEO of a company kind of gay, like suit gay. I thought he was a girl for the first two movies. <laughs> Uh, it wasn't until Pirates of the Caribbean came out and I'm like, oh, it's a guy. <laughs> oh, look, he's got the tricorder. Hang on, what's going on here? <laughs> You're not in a corset. Oh, there was Cliff the Big Red Dog. Oh, that's the book. Yeah, and he was a huge red dog. It's pretty self-explanatory, actually. Yeah, you just said the whole book. By yeah, the he, it's in the title. It was basically the size of a house, I think. Which, that's too big for a dog in my estimation. Well, if it's an inside dog, it would be too big. Yeah, that's not an inside dog. If it's bigger than the house. Generally, anything bigger than the door becomes irrelevant for inside. That is a good plot device, though, having a giant red dog, because I can foresee a lot of problems you'd have with having a giant red dog. I can see a series of books from that. Like, what if it tried to dig up the neighborhood one time? I assume it would do that. Like, that's a pool. You now have a pool. And how do you feed it? How do you stop it from eating all the cats? <laughs> and birds? And other dogs? And people? And what do you throw as a ball for it? Except horse would still fuck it up. Oh, yeah, without question. That goes without <laughs> saying. There is an asterisk against everything when you talk about fights. The asterisk reads, but horse could still beat them. <laughs> Cosmo the space dog in Guardians of the Galaxy. Though I think that's the comic book's not. Yeah, wasn't it a raccoon? Yeah, it was a raccoon in the movie. Was the raccoon a dog, actually? Well, no, I think they're two separate characters. Oh, Rocket okay. Raccoon was in the comic books, but the Guardians of the Galaxy had lots of different members throughout the history. Oh. And so at one point, apparently, they had a dog called Cosmo, the space dog. Which, when you call it space dog Cosmo, that's kind of redundant. He was a golden retriever. A Soviet dog. It's Soviet. That's why Cosmo, like cosmonaut, because that's the Russian way of saying space. But then the space dog. There's a golden retriever, which kind of makes it not so Soviet. He's a telepathic Soviet dog. Whoa, which I believe if anyone's going to make a dog telepathic, it'd be the Russians. They have both the want and the ability. That's some serious training. You thought you were good to make a dog house trained. They can make a dog tell you to open the door to let it out. <laughs> so apparently he was the security's chief on the space station Nowhere, which that's just a clever name for it. But it's spelled now here, no here, because there's a K at the front. Yeah, but I think it's pronounced Nowhere. 
Okay. Oh, that's stupid. Unless it's like a Russian K. And he's a member of the Guardians. Good for him. Yeah. Bully. There's Courage the Cowardly Dog. Deputy Dog. Hey. Did you ever watch Deputy Dog? I believe I did. Yeah, I remember when I was a kid, my dad got these videotapes that had all these Warner Brother cartoons on them. And there were these huge boxes that had two videotapes in it. And it was back to back cartoons. And that was my introduction to Deputy Dog because I'd never seen this before, but there were a bunch of those cartoons in there. I remember there was definitely one where it was a really hot day and some kids were trying to break into the ice house where they kept all the ice and Deputy Dog had to stop them. It's amazing how cartoons are like never dated. What's an ice house? <laughs> I like the Huckleberry Hound. Huckleberry Hound, yeah. Oh my darling, oh my darling, oh my darling Clementine. thing that always blows my mind with Huckleberry Hound is when he came out, he was in black and white. And then he would have been in color and everyone would have looked at him and gone like, he's blue? I never would have guessed blue. Like when Madonna first came out, everyone thought she was black until they saw her. <laughs> <laughs> I can see that. Everyone, Wait, what? What's going on here? I bet Iggy Azalea would have got the same thing. Wait, she's Australian? She doesn't sound Australian. Talks about living in the ghetto. Yeah, yeah that's in Perth. <laughs> With an American accent. Do Perth people have American accents? I don't know. There's only one on this list actually called Dog, and that's Dog from Cat Dog. Which is technically half a. Well, they're both separate entities because they have different heads. It's like conjoined twins are two twins. So yeah. It always Did just... you watch that show? I didn't watch it much because all I could ever think of is like, so when he poops, the other one's throwing up, <laughs> and vice versa. Like, it seems too gross for me to follow. You couldn't follow the logic of the cartoon, so you're just like, I'm out. Yeah, that, that one just, it was disturbed me. Because they're like trying to have an adventure and I'm just like, he just ate. Where's that going? Like, I'm going to watch a dog be a sheriff. It's, That's so much more believable. I kind of feel like it's a step worse than human centipede. Because <laughs> instead of like having your mouth attached to the butt, it's now vomit poop. You're vomiting out the poop. That's like a double whammy. I mean, you got to eat shit. That's pretty bad. But you got to vomit shit. That's like twice as bad. I don't think they really thought of that. Yeah, obviously. So who else are they going Dum Dum uh, From Touche Turtle and Dum Dum Why do I feel I know Touche Turtle? Yeah, Touche Turtle It was like a little musketeer And the dog was kind of like a campy dog He had a scarf and a little hat with a flower And I remember him just being like kind of gentle and nice <laughs> That turtle does look kind of cute with his little sword and his musketeer hat on Yeah I Was it a that. funny one? Hanna-Barbera Yeah They usually made good stuff I remember that the turtle had more of the personality I think Dum Dum was just simple Yeah, he was just dumb Yeah, dumb Touche Turtle. That's a cool name. Yeah. I reckon that one would have got signed based on the name alone. They would have just gone Touche Turtle. Go ride it. Yeah, I imagine like the writers meeting of like, we need another thing. Uh, what animal have we used yet? A turtle? Give me some alliteration. Touche Turtle. Good enough. <laughs> It'd be great to sign a show based on alliteration alone. I know. The Zeppelin Zebras. It's about a bunch of zebras that run a Zeppelin company. See, it runs Go make itself. it work. Yeah. I already have like three ideas for this. If you had to pitch a show that was based on alliteration. Curious Cats. <laughs> And it's already got an inbuilt market because it's kind of already a thing. Gardening the, gorillas. The danger dogs. Ooh. Yeah, because then they're always doing something. Danger always works to make it sound suspenseful. And fearless frogs. The helicopter hedgehogs. That's a good one. Yeah, a bunch of hedgehogs who fly around in helicopters. Accountant aardvarks. 
<laughs> okay, they can't all be winners. Yeah, I reckon we could have written a show like back in the like 80s and 90s and such. Damn straight. Well, this is like going back to the 50s. We would have been like head writers based on oh, this. Oh, we would have been kings. Kings amongst writers, I tells you. Because it's all smeared together. We're looking at a list right now. We're on, by the way, if who's not paying attention, list of fictional dogs in animation. They've got all of them. So it goes from like Rugrats to Hanna-Barbera to like Cowboy Bebop. <laughs> I like that mix. Well, yeah, in Rugrats, they had Fifi the Poodle, which I don't think she turned up in many episodes. But there was a dog there. Oh, that's Spike's girlfriend. No, that was, yeah, they had a dog called Spike. That's right. That was the one I was thinking of, because, yeah. Yeah, um, and there was a Fifi Poodle. Because he used to ride the dog. What's the main character's name? Um, yeah, apparently it's Spike's girlfriend. Yeah, so that's across the road or whatever. Some cool. Yeah, but they had Spike. Spike was a pretty cool dog in that show. Yeah. Yeah, he was actually in it a lot. As soon as he said Spike, I remembered what he looked like. Yeah, so did I. It just came back to me. I completely forgot there was a dog in that show and then it's like Spike yeah oh yeah 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 there's a sad moment where you think he's dead in the movie <gasps> I think it was the first movie that they launched where it's like you think he fell off a bridge but it turns out he's fine because it's a kid's movie still having that content in the movie oh it's a tearjerker moment in a Rugrats movie and you wouldn't expect it now that's the most horrible situation to be in when you're at the movie theater you're like you know check out Rugrats nothing else going on I liked Rugrats as a kid so you're in there with a bunch of five year olds who just learnt that the dog probably died <laughs> do you think any Thing is happening other than parents comforting their children. It's alright, sweetie, it's fine. No, it's not. I can't hear the kids say their wisecracks. Angelica's sassing them. Everyone shut up. Wouldn't it be funny if there's a parent and their dogs died recently and they're like, oh no, we don't <gasps> want to tell the kids yet. <laughs> So why don't we take him to see the new Rugrats movie and on the way home, we'll get some ice cream and I'll tell him, hey, Fido's not going to make it. And then in the Rugrats movie, you see the dog die in that and they start crying. You're like, oh God, this is not going to go well tonight. (laughs) I do like the idea of like, how am I going to tell them that our dog's dead? We'll just give him a good day and see when the opportunity comes up. You watch the movie, the dog's dead. Oh, you think it's sad that Spike's dead? (laughs) When you come home, Patch is dead. (laughs) Now they're just lost in the other kids crying. Is our dog going to come back to life like the one in the movie? I really should have thought this through before I put <laughs> that out there. He might. You never know. <laughs> uh, it's going to take a lot of ice cream. <laughs> Duckman had a dog? I don't remember the dog. Gecko. We... Duckman's purple dog. I don't think you've seen Duckman, have you? I have not seen Duckman. But I've told you about this. This is voiced by Jason Alexander. I think so. <laughs> I like when you try and Google Gecko. Gecko poo is the first thing that comes up. Well, it must come up a lot. Gecko the dog. Maybe uh, just put in Duckman. Gecko. So it's obviously a very famous dog. There you go. Does oh. that look familiar? No. I don't remember that dog at all. He had a fat purple dog. There you go. Duckman was a great show. I highly recommend it to everyone. Has a very memorable dog character in it called Gecko. Everyone's highly raving right. about him. Yep. That's all everyone ever said. You say Duckman, they go, oh my God, let me tell you a story about Gecko. I'm interested in what Gecko poo looks like now. You live in Australia. Of course you know what Gecko poo looks like. That. It just looks like poo. Exactly. What were you expecting? M&Ms? I have no idea why this is searched so much though. It just looks like normal poop. I guess it's just people want to know did a gecko do that? It's like listen for a cheapy sound. That's all you need to hear. <laughs> so gecko poo is more famous than the Duckman gecko. To be fair a lot of things are more famous than anything from the show or even the show itself. Highly under publicized. People should watch it. It's very funny. Did you know that Madeline had a dog called Genevieve? No. A Madeline, a Madeline. I have a dog Genevieve. Yeah. Madeline, a Madeline. And inside she peed. Dum-de-dum-de-dum. Dum-de-dum-de-dum. <laughs> dum, dum, dum. 
No, I didn't know she had a dog. Goliath is a popular name. Oh no, because Davy and Goliath and Samson. Samson and Goliath. So they killed off Davy and replaced him with Samson. Wasn't Samson that killer? Now he's the guy with long hair who if you cut it, he wasn't strong anymore. Son of Samson was a murderer. That's Son of Sam. Oh, okay. Then I don't know what I'm talking about. And I've only ever seen recreations of Davy and Goliath. I don't think I've ever actually seen the real one. I just know people have made fun of it because it's like a Christian one, isn't it? Samson is also the brand of our microphone. So there you go. There's a plug for the microphone we use. Don't cut its hair. <laughs> if you cut the cord, it doesn't work. So it's apt. It doesn't have a lot of hair. It just has one long strand. Yeah. Don't cut it. Do not cut it. Not falling for that again. Hong Kong Fooey. Oh, why do I know that? He was like a martial arts dog. It was very racist. Why are there no pictures of Hong Kong Fooey? Probably because it was so racist. Yeah. Because I totally remember this. Yeah. That was a really dated cartoon. Yeah. Things like that. You're not allowed to do that anymore. And he had a cat as his sidekick. I had a cat as his sidekick. I thought there was, he had like an Asian. He is that. Asian, isn't he? I thought he had like some Chinese manservant or something that came around with him. Now, there was the... some cartoon where they did that. I think you're thinking of the Pink Panther. Maybe. Uh, the real life one. Not very cool. But Hong Kong Fu is good. About a dog who uses Chinese martial arts to fight crime. <laughs> Dogs and martial arts. <laughs> There's I'd... Huckleberry Hound. We never met Clementine. I think it was just a song he used to sing. Actually, no. I remember seeing something they did that was a joke where he actually got to meet Clementine and he was all excited to see and stuff like that. But then I think she didn't want anything to do with him. Aw, that's so sad. He's just a polite, simple Southern folk. Do you reckon that's like the grown-up version of the Clementine from Walking Dead? Like she survived the zombie apocalypse to turn down a dog? (laughs) She's like, no, I'm a person. And I killed a lot of zombies to get here. (laughs) Oh, my darling Clementine. You were singing that while you were playing that game, weren't you? Little bit, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's probably why I bonded with her so quickly. What about Ladybird? You remember Ladybird? What's Ladybird from? I'm waiting because I can see that look in your eyes where it's starting to take Oh, over. King of the Hill. Yes, there Boom. it is. I knew you would get there. <laughs> and Kills Dog. That was so far from the left, but yes. Ladybird was a lazy dog. That's a bloodhound. Yeah, a very old bloodhound. What about Crypto the Super Dog? I think that's Superman's dog. Superman had a dog? Yeah, apparently they had dogs on Krypton and one of them made it off on a spaceship too. Oh, because yeah, you guys, Superman, Supergirl, Superboy, Superdog. That's how you sell comics. And the villain was the super cat. It came out of the capsule. It was just fucking insane. <laughs> Could you imagine like a Krypton cat? Oh my God. It would just use all the laser vision and... Yeah, it, nothing would be safe ever. You wouldn't even have a chance. Like it would probably shoot fireballs as hairballs. <laughs> And that's it, a city gone. Can leap 10 fridges in a single bound. That's a horrible thing. But a super dog, like you could believe that would be there to help. Like he's man's best friend. He's not going to shoot the lasers unless, you know, he has to. Unless he's there to help. Well, you'd be glad it's on our side. Definitely. But a dog, you can have it on our side. Even if the cat was on our side, you know it would be like temporary. As long as you're useful to him. Though it says that Crypto the Super Dog had his own series. I'm assuming that's his own comic book series. Yeah, or maybe it was a small time on TV one. Yeah, which I don't know making a show about the dog because it didn't talk hmm. it was just a dog yeah I have no idea how that works but he used to hang out with a nine year old boy Darkwing Duck the liquidator yeah he was this guy who could turn into water or a dog that could turn into water and Darkwing Duck was like a Batman but duck yes and I liked how it had launch pad in there from DuckTales woo that's right he did yeah, yeah the pelican and they even had the accountant turned up sometimes and he would have his gizmo duck that he would turn into Yes. Which then they played that as a rival to Darkwing Duck. (laughs) 
because it was another superhero in town. Wow, what a childhood. We were very blessed. I like Darkwing Duck. They should reboot that. Because he came along with, what's the vampire duck? Oh, Count Duckula or something like that. I think it's like, <laughs> like, like that. Count Duckula. But I love it because the way you, like, what's the vampire duck? And you're like, when you say Count Duckula, it sounds totally made up. Like you just thought of it then, <laughs> which you probably did. But as soon as you say it, like, actually, that was the actual name. That was the name. They didn't put much time into that name. Because I remember he had Igor and Nanny. And oh, they had he's the- a naughty boy. And they'd have the castle that would disappear and reappear in other places so they could just travel around in it. It's a good writer's loophole. And he was a vegetarian. He was a vegetarian vampire. That was the whole gimmick. Yeah, and Igor hated that he was a vegetarian and always wanted him to eat meat. Because he was a vulture. I don't know what the nanny was, but she always had her arm in a sling and could beat up everyone. Yeah. Do you know one that didn't come up that I think should have, or maybe we missed it? Dogbert from Dilbert. Yeah, now Dogbert is a great dog. Yes, he is. I think out of all of Dilbert's pets, he's the favorite. He is the most sadistic too. Yeah, well, he's the one who actually like, yeah, he opens companies and he's like Dilbert's boss half the time, or at least the boss of Dilbert's boss, mainly for no other reason than just to mess with Dilbert. He is the smartest character in that world. Every bit of good financial advice I've ever learned, I learned from Dogbert. And that's not even an exaggeration. I remember hearing though, with the creation of the character Catbert, they had already had Dilbert and then they'd had Dogbert and they introduced Ratbert. And then they had this random cat character that he put in that he never named and then fans wrote into him and said hey you should do more things with Catbert and so that character literally got named just because people just went well this was obviously the pattern right that's hilarious that like your character's called Dilbert his dog's named Dogbert you have a Ratbert <laughs> okay Dogbert you can see how it's like two letters different Ratbert is a completely different thing and then you just have this random cat I don't know I didn't even think of like what it would be cool like I just lost a lot of respect for you dude <laughs> that's pretty obvious of course everyone jumped to that conclusion how did you not is the real question. See, I really liked Dilbert when I was younger because I did read a lot of those like newspaper comic things because yes. my uncle had a heap of the books like Calvin and Hobbes, Garfield, Hagar the Horrible. Yeah. Far Side. And I liked the Dilbert one because he had one that was a history of Dilbert. And so you read the first bit where it had like a blurb about Dilbert and described the character. And then it showed the first strip ever. Ooh. And then it went through and showed like a bunch of like like his history and like the key moments in Dilbert. And then it went on and described like other characters like Dogbert and Ratbert and showed their first comics. And, oh wow, that's really cool. And how that all developed. So by the time I finished that book, like I knew the whole world of Dilbert. I knew all the characters. That's really cool. That's a good book. I've still got that book. Oh, nice. So I wish I could have had that with a lot of others because how cool would it have been to have that with Hagar the Horrible and find out about like his buddy Eddie. When did he come in? What's he about? What's going on? Because there was a whole blurb on like why. Yes. Dilbert one. Who's just a very one dimensional character that's used for like a very specific purpose. Just that guy in the office who just kind of meanders around. You know that guy. We all work with that guy. Even like Carol the receptionist had a blurb and her key comics were showing. (laughs) Did you ever watch Thundercats? I was looking at that going, why do I know that name? Thundercats. Oh, Sight Beyond Sight. Of course I know Thundercats. Yeah, but there was a dog in there. Well, they're all kind of people. Marmut, a loyal dog to Mumra, which is the villa. Of course it's a bad guy, because they're cats. But did <clears throat> anyone ever actually think that 
Thundercats were actually good people. See, so far on this list, I would have to say my favorite dog is Dogbo. Dogbo's pretty cool. So far on what we've gone through. Mr. Peanut Butter from Bojack Horseman. Have you seen Bojack Horseman? <laughs> I know everyone else is way ahead of me, but I went and binged it. Oh my God. I want to go back and watch it because I've been watching it since the beginning and I keep forgetting each season as it comes out because I watch it over like a two day period and then I don't watch it for a year and then a new season comes out. I'm like, what happened? I watched like the recap beforehand and I'm like, I don't remember any of this stuff. I mean, I believe you, but I don't remember <laughs> any of this stuff. Bojack Horseman is one that surprised me because the amount of times I've watched it and been like, it's a gripping episode where you get pulled right in. You learn like a really valuable lesson. Maybe this is just us. Like you probably will agree with me because he's like in showbiz. He was a stand up and he kind of like gets drunk a lot and is kind of like bitter. It really speaks to me as a person, <laughs> as a comedian. Like a lot of shit that he does and says I've done and said. Oh my God, this is like just for me. There is this weird dream that I have. It would be great to do a show that's successful. I make a heap of money from, but then I grew up to despise the show. <laughs> you want to be Bojack. Yeah, that'd be awesome to be Bojack. It'd be good to be rich and depressed. That's way better than poor and happy. Yes. I want to be sick of things already. But Mr. Peanut Butter, because I do like it at the beginning. He's just a douchebag that mm. everyone hates. But as you get through it, you learn that he's talentless, but everyone just likes him. I remember there was an episode or you know a series as he goes along. He goes, I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm just going to like, he goes into a shoe store. He's like, I'm going to work in a shoe store right now. And he just takes over because people just kind of like him. Everything just works out because he's just a nice guy. I like that that's a character that you can watch and like, he's not talented. He's not adding anything, but he's just nice. So and things just kind of <laughs> work out because he's too stupid to really question the reality. Well, the show Bojack Horseman itself seems to be a show about depression. That's what? probably why it speaks to me so much. <laughs> it's not till you said that that I clicked. I'm which, depressed. Which Bojack himself is obviously going through clear depression. But then you have like characters like Mr. Peanut Butter where he's more the optimistic approach to that of even though when things go bad, he's just like, well, I'll just hope for the better thing that's around the corner. You got Princess Caroline in it, who's the manager. She's always trying to like manage everything and like solve everyone's problems. She's controlling. The, she's controlling and that's how she deals with her depression. And Diane is just constantly lost and always trying to find that purpose in life. And it's all just different ways you can approach depression. depression. And the only character who seems to have it down is Todd because he just goes with the flow on everything. Yes. Who's the director that, um, the big director that's a real person, I think, works with Bojack on several projects? Because yeah, like when he did uh, Secretariat, the movie, it yeah, like, that. I don't remember who it was, but it's like, I think it's a real person. But every time she comes in, she's really mean to Bojack, but she just loves Todd. Oh, you little cute guy. Come here, you. Yeah, you're so cute. Everyone does love Todd. Well, and who doesn't? You know guys like that. They're just like fun. Yeah, he was voiced by Aaron Paul too. That's the guy from Breaking Bad? Yeah, Jesse from Breaking Bad. Showing which, his range. Oh, which speaking of that, have you seen the new Breaking Bad, El Camino? We're expanding the story. Just one more chapter. No, I don't know this exists. What is this? You've seen Breaking Bad, haven't you? I have, start to finish. Okay, well, I'm assuming everyone has, so spoilers if you haven't seen the last episode of Breaking Bad. You should have watched it by now. Yeah, you know how Walt comes in, shoots up all the Aryans, gets shot himself, he frees Jesse, and Jesse's all like, yay, 
I'm free. Yep. Well, did you ever wonder what happened directly after that to Jesse? Actually, no, I never did. <laughs> I went, well, that's the end of that. Well, I can go watch something else now. Well, Netflix has answered it anyway. With a series <clears throat> that they will not let die. Do you remember that last shot of Breaking Bad where like Jesse's holding the wheel and he's like doing that scream like, yeah, like I'm free sort of thing. That's where this starts. Ooh. And he drives up and he gets away and goes, hangs out with these buddies, Skinny Pete and Badger. What I like is that you start with Breaking Bad and they go, okay, what happens after Breaking Bad? But also with Better Call Saul, what happens before Breaking Bad? <laughs> They've just started at a point of time and gone in both directions. And it's a movie that like, I remember I sat down and watched it because it's just on Netflix at the moment. And I was watching it and I was just thinking, this is really awesome, actually. I didn't think that this was necessary, but you know what? This is actually going really well and you guys are nailing it. And then as it started to go on, I'm like, it's still okay. <laughs> and then it's like, yeah, it got on and I'm just like, come on, I want to like this. I really want to like this. And then I'm just wanted it to end. You've got a total mulligan here. Uh, All you have to do is not fuck up. You don't have to be good. Just don't fuck up. And no, you couldn't um, even do that for me. I will say the part where he is with Badger and Skinny Pete, that's awesome. I love that bit of the movie. I thought that was excellent. Worth having it for just those scenes alone. Those guys are awesome. Some of the best friends in history. You wish you could have friends like Skinny Pete and Badger. You're nothing <laughs> like them, man. Couldn't hold a candle. You watch this movie and you just be like, fuck yeah, I wouldn't do that for Ben. <laughs> oh, that's nice. <laughs> but then it does kind of trail off after that, but still watch it if you get a chance. Right, it I completes will. the saga. That's cool, because I have been uh, keeping up with Better Call Saul. Yeah, yeah. I think it's better than Better Call Saul. Which, Better Call Saul is one of those, it's like my understanding of uh, the dragons and Game of Thrones. Like, Better Call Saul is gonna be good. Probably next season. But that's what I say every season. <laughs> and it has little tidbits where you go, oh, that was really good. Oh, I like the scams. I like this bit. I like that bit. But when he starts being the lawyer that goes off, it's gonna be so great. And every season ends with the next thing that's gonna happen. The very next thing is he's gonna be a scam lawyer and it's gonna be great. And then every season starts with, hold on, before we get to that, fuckers! Is he even called Saul yet? That was his original name when he was doing scams. You know, Saul Goodman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw the first part of it and he was going by like, no, my name's Johnny something. Well, or... this one ends with he gets a license and he puts Saul Goodman as his name. Also, he's finally Saul Goodman after a three seasons. Yes, officially. And I bet the practices are going to start up the next season. I bet there's going to be an interlude. It's going to be like three seasons later the practice will start up. Oh, speaking of things that, uh, spoilers and stuff. Okay, I've been watching this thing called Snowfall. No one knows what this show is. It sounds like a Bond movie. It's about how um, crack cocaine came about in the 80s, how the CIA imported cocaine into America and this young black guy became a drug kingpin. It's a really cool series. I love it. No one knows what I'm talking about. Not important. The point is, I just caught up with season three and this was like a great third season. All the way through, he's a big shot. It's all the, you know, the gangster stuff's happening. And then I got to the last episode. I'm like, oh my God, what is going to happen? Like there's so much stuff going on in this season. How are they going to wrap it up? How are they going to keep it going? And then it proceeded to be three quarters of it was like a 
flashback? I don't even know if it actually happened. It might have been a dream he had. And I'm like, what the fuck was that for a season <laughs> finale? Because then he sort of like wakes up. Logically, from what happened, it couldn't have happened. But the way he woke up implies that he wasn't like in a coma or something. It was just maybe daydreaming or like, what the fuck did you just do to me? <laughs> I was so looking forward to this. And then he gets up and like, I got a lot to think about. And then cut. Fuck you. Yeah, it was a dream is one of the worst endings. That and it was love. Dreams You're never letting life. Interstellar go, are you? No, I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> Be a lot cooler <clears throat> if you did. <laughs> and I always hate dreams in movies because if you were telling me a story about how your week's been and then it started going into this bit going like, so I was on this building and I jumped off and I started flying and then I woke up and realized that was a dream. Like, why was that part of your story? That's not a story. Worst dream, Romy and Michelle's high school reunion. Because they have a dream about going to the reunion and she hooks up with the guy and pretty much everything that then happens in the movie later was in the dream. You could have had the movie without the dream or you could have had the movie with the dream and then just ended it because that's what fucking happened. What is wrong with people? Yeah, my logic is unless your name is Martin Luther King, no one gives a fuck about your dream. <laughs> Generally, no one cares about your dream other than you. Try and tell people about your dream. It doesn't go far. How about Mr. Peabody? Ah, oh, yes. He was a time traveling. This one might win for me because- Really? He's a smartest dog, Bert, but he's not going to fuck me over. He I, might just teach me stuff. He was a smart ass though. Like, well, he's a mansplainer. I um, can deal with that. I sometimes need to have things explained to me slowly. But every time they go back in history, he goes, now nah, Sherman, we're here. Did you know? Like, shut up. He didn't ask. <laughs> Sherman never goes like, hey, Mr. Peabody, what's this over here? I'm really interested in that. The only time he ever asks questions is when he's like in imminent danger. And Mr. Peabody takes no time. Like, oh, let me tell you. Oh, I know everything. Like, I think it's because he wears glasses. That's probably why I don't like him. Like a dog wearing glasses is trying to be smart. I don't like it. He has a time machine. He deserves to be smart. I would take that from a person who's built a time machine or a dog who's built a time machine. More so if a dog built a time machine than a person. Because a person, you're like, well, you know, he tried to. A dog. Not only did you overcome, like, being a dog. Like, how did you get into school? There's no dogs allowed on campus. See, he'd be trying to take me back to the Roman Empire and I'd be like, no, take me back to last week. I've got the lotto numbers written down. Let's do that. <laughs> Just take me into the future. I want to see how this scenario ends. Though going back in time with him, his time travel rules seem to be that you could just do anything you want back there and it had relatively no effect. So that's always good in time travel because I would mess it up otherwise. I think that's where uh, Terminator comes back to. Like, yes, you come back and they do things, but time is a constant and it was always written. So if you're going to go back in time, you are always going to go back in time. So therefore, nothing you do can actually change the course of history. That's my conclusion because I feel better about that. I don't even think we're going to get through this list of fictional dogs. I wasn't even particularly fussed on getting through them, to be honest. <laughs> I was just like, oh, Muttley, <clears throat> Dick yeah. Dastardly's dog. <laughs> I mean, we did a whole episode on him. We did. Well, it was supposed to be wacky races, but it, it ended up being about month. Petey from the Little Rascals. Pluto. Porkchop from Doug. <gasps> yeah, Porkchop was awesome, wasn't he? He was. Uh, I remember. Was yes. there anything else about dogs we wanted to talk about other than dogs we remember? No, nah, dogs we remember is good. What about Poochie? <gasps> you remember Poochie? <laughs> when he wasn't on screen, people would be like, where is Poochie? <laughs> I'm down to R. <laughs> 
So we'll, we'll be done soon. Scooby Doo's on there. Scrappy Doo, which I didn't like as much. Santa's little helper needs a big mention because uh, we mentioned. How can you mention Poochie and not Santa's little helper? That's true. I mean, I, I mentioned Fifi and not Spike, which was actually the main dog on the show. It's just the way it comes up. Scrappy Doo, we got to give a shout out because we said Scooby. <laughs> Sherlock Hound. I think that's pretty self-explanatory. But it was a Japanese series, which makes it even more interesting. That's crazy. And of course, Seymour from Futurama, which anyone who oh, remembers that, that is, like, yeah. just take a second not to cry. You instantly went to wipe a tear away. Like, let, don't make me think about that. That's mean. Oh, what was the song that they... I don't know. I imagine it was by R.E.M. or something. No, he was walking on sunshine. Oh, that was it. I'm walking on sunshine. Oh, and they played that sad song at the end, like, I'll wait for you. Oh, poor little... For many years, and yeah, he waited for him for the whole time. Nothing that is was... sadder than a dog waiting for someone who's not coming. <laughs> That is sad. Sparky from South Park? Yes. Underdog. I was going to say Sparky was the first gay dog until you said underdog. Um, Underdog. He would take a pill. Was he just Roger Ramjet? But in dog form, yeah. Yeah, A dog Roger Ramjet? Dog Jet? Oh, yeah. Wally had a dog. Called Woof. It just looked like him, like everything does in that thing. (gasps) White Fang! The dog that, you know, the, get out of here. Nobody wants you around anyways. (laughs) Are you White Fanging me? There was one called Woofer that's in a show called... Called Winky Dink and You, which that sounds like a sexual harassment suit waiting to happen. Absolutely. I saw a woofer, so I was all winky dink to you. So where did he put his dink and wink on your woofer? <laughs> uh-huh. Sounds disgusting. Hey, we did make it to the bottom. That's good on us. And there we go. That's the bottom of that list. All right. We snuck in a list. Good for us. <laughs> of a page we were doing on the side. Hey. Oh, are we, we out of time? I think we are out of time. Oh, crap. Why? We clicked on it just to be like, oh yeah, let's look at a couple of dogs that like and as always we got sidetracked going down and remembering things well that was so we could pick our favorite dog that we would want to have and yeah. i want to have mr peabody so i can travel through time i want dog from foot Rock flats you're not Benefits? changing your answer after that not changing my answer you may travel time but i'll have a border collie i think i win still no i always take the time travel option if there's an option for time travel i'm taking that that's the best power ever well if i had the time travel option i just go back in time to when i could pat a border collie so it's pointless. I'll just stay with the dog. I'm happy with that one. But I think that was a good one because while we do go over like, you know, different cartoons and movies and stuff, there have been dogs in cartoons since the beginning of cartoons. We covered a lot. Huckleberry, everyone knows the Hanna-Barberas. I think everyone was at one point excluded, but also included in that discussion. I reckon before we wrap up on this page, there's one topic that we need to talk about that's up on here. Dogs as food. (gasps) Because here they actually have a map. Dog killing is not illegal. Dog killing is part illegal. <clears throat> dog killing is illegal. So in Australia, dog killing is partly illegal. It's not completely illegal. It's partly illegal. Yes. In America, it's partly legal as well. And in Canada, it's fully illegal. In it's Russia, a, it's illegal in like India. Would you have guessed if I said you can't kill a dog in India, it's illegal. Would you have been like, bullshit, you're full of crap. You're lying to me right now. Actually, I think I got that wrong. Dog killing is not illegal. So you can't, you can kill a dog in Russia. Oh yeah. You can kill all kinds of things. And all down the middle of Africa and like I don't know what is that Peru in South America one country Greenland or is that Iceland there's a lot of the greys of the unknown oh my god it's not illegal to kill a dog in Canada no more so than America like would you have guessed like if I said hey which country United States or Canada which one's like more okay with killing dogs well I might say Canada because I think Americans would get more touchy about killing dogs that's true Canadians you know that you can trust them to kill a dog responsibly Americans you know someone would have taken it too far what we should just 
said here is where is it not illegal to kill a dog? Asia. <laughs> Except in India. Russia, Mongolia, China, all of Southeast Asia where they, you know, that's where the dog mm. eating happens. It's not illegal. But India, I'm going to keep coming back to this point. There's like four countries where it's illegal to kill a dog. It's like Germany. I want to say Poland. Yeah, I'm not good at geography. I'm just trusting you on all of this. Yeah, cool. Switzerland and India. Is that Burma? Why is Burma on this? It is like the most random collection of countries. And why is that? Yeah, five countries where it's illegal to kill a dog. I like the whole like most of South America just has no opinion on it though. No one's really thought about it. They've got more important things. Like there are people dying on the streets in Chile as we're talking. Hey, what about the dogs? Mind your business. Because everywhere else they don't care. And then another place they're like, no, it's totally legal to kill your dog. Although I pointed that out in Iraq, it's not illegal to kill a dog. Totally not illegal. And that's where the dogs were sicked on them and they sicked the lion on it. Like I said, so that when they unleash that lion, you can't even get in trouble for killing the dogs. It's not illegal. So if someone handed you a hamburger, like you're in a foreign country and someone hands you a hamburger and it's a dog burger or someone gives you like a genuine hot dog, do you think you would eat it? So I've already bitten into it not knowing? They gave it to you going like, this is a dog and it's clear you're going to offend people if you don't eat it. Yeah, I'd eat it. You'd eat it? If everyone else was? I'd probably eat it out of curiosity because I mean, it's already cooked. There's nothing bad that can happen to you from eating a dog, right? What if it's like the tail on a bun? There'd be bone and fur, you know what I mean? Like an Aboriginal delicacy is kangaroo tail. But what they do is they just get the whole tail and chuck it on a fire. Hopefully the fire burns off all the hair and then they uh, eat around. It looks like it's not fun to eat, <laughs> is my point. And a dog tail wouldn't have much meat on it. Maybe the very end where you can still sort of like popsicle stick it or you like bite it and then like... <sighs> Like you would a skewer But when you're down Like the middle of the tail You're kind of like Like you're eating it like corn Yeah I think the most Convenient animal to eat Like that has to be a chicken Like a drumstick Is a very good design It's perfect In fact we've bred them To be like that (laughs) It's not a coincidence Oh no it's a good call though Mm. And the way we cook it in that You can fit enough of it Just meat And then just slide it on out And you just got nothing but meat In your mouth And a bone to throw at something Yeah no I'd totally eat horse I want to eat horse I really want to try some horse meat um, you might have already. There's always scams about like there's horse meat found in this. Oh, cool! That's Woolworths nice. had like some lasagnas for a while that had horse meat in them. <laughs> That's hilarious. I love that. I do want to know what it tastes like though, and yeah, I'm curious as to what dog tastes like. If someone handed you a dog burger and was like, "Hey, do you want to try dog?" What's your response? <laughs> Look over to you and go like, I don't know, Garth, you just had it. Was it all right? <laughs> uh, um, if you're not going to eat it, I will. Like, My only like hesitation on eating dog is like, but they eat meat. Does that mean that we shouldn't eat them? Like, as in like, will I get sick? If someone said eating dog is 100% safe, I would chow that down. That's true. Like, you don't often eat animals that eat meat. I feel like there's a reason for that. Like, evolutionary wise. Not just because like you try to eat it and it tries to eat you. <laughs> and it's probably best from an evolutionary point of view to avoid things that try to kill you. Imagine if you lived on a diet purely of things that tried to kill you. That's a hard life. That would be a hard life. Like a cow you can just kind of walk up to. <laughs> Imagine if your entire life, the only thing you were capable of consuming was bear. Oh, that would suck. I mean, it would have eaten me first. I hope it's hungry because I'm tired now. All right, well, we better rate this thing. So what did you think of this page? Oh my gosh, I'd have to rate this a huckleberry hound out of a possible India. It was 
fun. It was cute and cuddly. It was everything I remember Huckleberry being. Yeah, just kind of like a stroll down memory lane of like all the dogs that I know and love. Not the best dog. I mean, it could have been more. We could have gone other places with it. It could have been great, but I had a great time. And out of an India because I did not know. There was a lot of this I did not know. We went through a list of a lot of animals, a lot of cartoon dogs I did not know. And who knew it was illegal to kill a dog in India? I'm not putting aspersions on them. That just threw me. You just Did they police that there? I don't know. But it's Huckleberry Hound because it's all fun and games, even though we talked about eating dogs. <laughs> That's my opinion. What did you think, Ben? Okay, well, it says on this that the average dog lives between 10 to 13. I don't know. I've known dogs that are older than that that are like 16, 17. Yeah, but that's an average. Yeah, I guess there's a lot that die young. Oh, yeah. All right, so I'll give mine out of like, what's between 10 and 13? 12. Oh, okay. So you really like this page. Oh, no, no, no. I'm giving... Ah. Yeah, it's out of 12. Okay, all right. Fair enough. And out of 12, I would give it a 10. Because, yeah, I really like this page. Well, hey, you had me going. That's a roller coaster you put me on. <laughs> no, it was a really fun page. I like talking about fictional dogs and stuff like that because it's fun just zeroing in on like just one breed of fictional character and how many different franchises you go over. <laughs> and it's awesome. Like even referencing this opening picture that we saw back to the Brady Bunch. And yeah, I mean, who doesn't like dogs? I mean, I have a cat at the moment, but I had a dog at one stage and I don't know, they're basically the same. Like even if you haven't had a dog, you can appreciate that they're nice. And I have friends who have dogs and I like their dogs when they're not tearing up furniture and so forth. But it's not your furniture, so it's kind of cute. All right. Well, other than that, we've just got the usual things to plug. you got the Instagram, the Twitter, the Facebook. Hit Find us it. up on Facebook. At Humidor. Yeah. you got to check out the YouTube channel, Humidor. What's our email address? Um, our email address is wikireviewpodcast at gmail.com. And you get all of that at humidor.com.au. And if you're looking at this, just check the show notes. It's all in there. Yeah, it's all in there. Plus some other fun stuff. Yeah. And you can just tap it or click it or whatever you do when you're listening to it. Did you just tell them how to use like a phone? Yes. Uh, if you're listening to us right now and don't know how to use a phone, like bully for you. I'm really proud of you in particular. For getting this far. Like I like that now they got to the end of the episode and then got the instructions on how to work the thing that played it. Uh, I should give like audio instructions of how to play a podcast. <laughs> That'd be awesome. All right. Well, that's been it for us. I've been Ben Graw. I've been Garth Remington. And we'll catch you on the next Wiki Review. Find Humidor on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, and at humidor.com.au. Theme is I Live for the Bass Drum by DJ Searle. All other music by Matt Graw.